Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Ready to Mosh. Hello. That awkward silence every well, I, week. I didn't know you were expecting me to say something, so... I've been expecting it for the last four to two weeks. Yeah, that's oh. not true. Wow. 21. 21. Of those 42. Well, well. Right, get on with the news then, shall we, if you have nothing else to offer? Okay. Uh, the biggest announcement about an announcement of all time. Most anticipated. Yeah, possibly. Is Download have finally announced... They are going to add another 35 bands, day, day splits, and that camping is getting low. And the announcement is going to be, when is it when this goes out? This goes out on Monday, the 13th of February. And the announcement's the 16th? Yes, I Thursday think, which the 16th, Thursday. which will be 16 weeks before it officially starts. Ah. So I thought it was going to be March time before they announced it, but they've finally announced another 35 plus bands. But one thing that is interesting is it's an extra day of music. So an extra yeah. day, obviously they've put the, the price up. 60 were announced in the first lineup. 35 this time. It says 35 plus, but it's not going to be a great deal more than that. 37. Yeah, exactly. my guess. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd have gone 40 or 40 yeah. plus. So it's going to be somewhere in the mid to late 30s. And 2022, there were 115 bands. Right. So even with... This announcement that mm. still takes them under a hundred. Yeah, so maybe one more announcement end of March, early April, another thirty. Yeah, possibly depending on ticket sales, I suppose. I'm sure I saw something the other day. I can't remember what it was on. That I just thought it was interesting. I'm sure it said rather than four days of music, it said like four nights or something. And I was like, hmm. So are you saying that it's definitely not a full day Thursday? It's literally going to be. I Maybe think, I think it's going to be something like four o'clock start. I do as well. Which will be fine because you've got that settling well, in time, yeah, to be got, honest. Yeah, exactly. You've got bedding in time. Yeah. We like to bed in, don't we? Right. Um, it's me. It's you. The Grammys happened this week on Sunday night. So just thought I'd quickly go over the rock and metal. I'm saying this in loose inverted commas categories. Big news, I guess, is that Ozzy won too. That's hardly surprising, though. So, you, he's on his last leg. Well, We're going to give him something. He got best metal performance for degradation rules. Yeah. So in that category, he was up against Turnstile, Muse, Megadeth and Ghost. Okay. And then he also won best rock album for Patient Number 9, which was which a good album. A really good album. Can't yeah. complain about that. Up against the Black Keys, Elvis Costello, Idols, Machine Gun Kelly and Spoon. Okay, a lot of those don't shouldn't be in there. So I don't think you can really argue about him winning that one. And then the best rock song and best rock performance, they were both won by Brandy Carlisle, who I was not even aware existed until the event, I have Same, to say. Yeah. Again, there were various... I won't go through all the nominees in that one. I have to say, I did give a, a listen after. I would say it's more country than rock, but... It sounds a country name. Yeah, I think, as we already are aware, you take these... Um, Categories of the Grammys with a big bucket of salt, not just a pinch of salt. Yeah. Interestingly, some of the aftermath of it I noticed on Monday on Twitter in particular, a lot of people very upset that Turnstile were nominated for three categories and didn't win any. 
I'm not personally familiar with them, so I'm that not really happens, in a position though. to comment. But a lot of people saying, Turnstile were robbed of this, that and the other. Whereas a lot of other people, particularly for the the metal one, yeah. metal performance, a lot of people there, I did see a lot of kind of ghost fan comments and stuff saying, well, at least Ozzy won because, you know, without him, there wouldn't be metal. So a lot of support for Ozzy winning in yeah. contrast to that. So to I just thought fair, it was a bit of an interesting Yeah, contest. for the album one, the Ozzy one could have mm. won it. It should have won off its own back anyway. It was a really yeah. good album. And I think for the metal performance one, I think Megadeth would have been a good shout for that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, Megadeth are always so, good. Wait for the Bucket of Salt for next year's nominations <laughs> yeah. and awards. Uh, my next announcement, Arctangent have added more bands, which include Swans, Empire State Bastard. Are you familiar with those? No, should I be? It's Simon from Biffy Clyro's band. Oh, He's got another band called Empire State Bastard, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Enslaved and Pet Brick all got added, along mm. with multiple others that I won't yeah. go through. But yeah, the Arctangent line was looking pretty good. It was looking quite good before, wasn't it? Yeah. So, following on from that then, Steelhouse have finalised their lineup with the last headliner being added, who are Those Damn Crows. Yeah, that's and a th- great addition. Yeah, I think there's about five other acts that have been added, including Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners and Dan Byrne, who was previously the vocalist for Revival Black. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that lineup is final and looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And just to tag into that as well on the subject of those damn crows, they've been announced as the support band for the Goo Goo Dolls on their tour of the UK in June. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Dolls and their one song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more piece, and that's that uh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was passing a pub in, I think it was in Australia. It was okay. in Australia, passed yeah. a pub, and basically joined this band and played in front of 17 people. Okay. It was an open mic spot, <laughs> really? yeah. And there's just Chad Smith on drums, yeah. And did those 17 know who he was? Someone must have done Somebody to make must a story of it, I guess, yeah. But yeah, I was just... Kind of, I saw that this morning and it just made me chuckle, so I thought I'd just add that bit in. Okay. Another tour-related one. We mentioned that Fallout Boy were doing a tour. Is it them that are doing it with Bring Me The Horizon, the US tour? Last week, we said. I can't remember. Anywho, they're doing a UK and European tour in October. So they've got four UK dates, Leeds, Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham. And tickets go on sale for that one on the 17th of February, supported by Paris. Okay. And Nothing Nowhere, if you're interested. No, but okay. <laughs> Somebody might be. And this is all a bit random, but this has been in the news quite a bit this week, if you've not spotted it. There's going to be a Black Sabbath ballet later this year. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, I think. Mm. So it's from the brainchild of Birmingham Royal Ballet director Carlos Acosta and Tony Iommi. So it's obviously yeah. got band endorsement. Oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony Iommi's been popping mm. up everywhere talking about Yeah, it. and... Yeah, it's going to premiere in Birmingham, of course, in September. We'll feature, I think it's eight tracks by Black Sabbath, plus music inspired by them mm-hmm. as well. So I've seen quite a few people say they're interested in it. I can't imagine it myself, but different take on ballet, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I suppose they didn't want to do Black Sabbath the musical. No, which is the way a lot of people go. I can't imagine how that would work. <laughs> imagine someone being Aussie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> imagine somebody doing ballet to as, as Aussie. That's the point. Are they actually going to dress up in character or are they yeah. just... I'm a bit intrigued about Not intrigued enough to want to go with the thing, but I'll be interested to see the reviews and some pictures of it at least. Yeah. Right, next up, as you made me listen to something last week... That was truly awful. That yeah. was. 
a pleasant way a pleasant way of putting it, yes. A polite way of putting it. Yeah. I've got something for you to listen to this week. Oh dear. It's a cover song that happened to spot it, but it's good. I'm not gonna make use of the atrocity that was whatever that what even was it? Two for Christ. Yeah. I've blocked I've, it out I've of my brain. Jeez. Yeah, that. So we're just gonna do a little pause now. I'm gonna play this and see if you can work out who it is, and then I'll just add a little bit on after. Okay. So I've just played, Kev, the Static X cover of Nine Inch Nails' Terrible Lie. You guessed who it was, didn't you? Yeah, first time. Um, it's it's good to see that they've done their version of it, mm. but I don't like it. You don't, I could tell you didn't like it from your face. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Should have been filming it, really. Yeah. it's kind of, As soon as it started... Well, after kind of like the first, um, first start of the lyrics... Because it didn't sound like Terrible Light at first. Mm. It started very differently. Yeah. But like once it got going, you could tell... Well, mm. I could tell it was Static X. And it just sounded too... Almost kind of like robotic. If you mm. know, you know, vocally yeah. kind of robotic. In the way that each line was delivered. And yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. But I'd sooner hear something like that where they've done their version of how it mm. should sound. As opposed to somebody covering like the spillways that got covered. Yeah, it wasn't really covered. It was redone. Well, re- it's, well yeah. What's the cover then? Yeah. Whereas in that, you can't tell any mm. difference. Um, you know, yeah. You've really got to know the difference to, to pick it out. Whereas you could tell that's very different to Trent Reznor. Yeah. So at least they did their own version of it. But yeah, not a fan. Okay. I just thought it'd be interesting because you hadn't seen it in the news for you to listen as such a big Nine Inch Nails fan just to get your opinion. And the Static X fan. And the Static X fan as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, just... Put that into context. That is, it features original Wayne Static. That is Wayne Static on it. Oh, it is Wayne. It is Wayne. Okay. It's some of his last recordings that they've got. They released Project Regeneration version one back in 2020. Yeah. And then version two is coming out later this year. I think it's November. And that's going to be the first single off it. So it's kind of the last recordings that they've got with Wayne that are mm. being put out there now. Oh, interesting time to do it. They're doing some tour dates in summer, aren't they? I think. Yeah. So. Might tie in with that, I guess. Okay. It's time for me to do my Columbo moment because I thought I'd finished everything. <laughs> but just one more thing. We've got a listen-along that we're going to do to the new Linkin Park track, a previously unreleased song from Meteora, and that's been released. I'm sure everybody's seen it in the news, but it's mm-hmm. been released to commemorate the 20-year anniversary. Yeah, released. Today, so I've not had to wait too long to not listen to it. No, but it does make me feel old that Meteor is 20 years. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give that a listen and then we'll give our reaction after. Right, so we're back. We have listened to Lost by Linkin Park. It was a bit weird, a bit sad as well, just listening to new music from them, knowing that <laughs> yeah. you, you're never going to see Hear it. anything else. <laughs> performed or anything yeah, yeah that was a bit bizarre just thinking back to the last time they released anything actually that was the first thing that struck me do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean because obviously last time they released something we didn't know it'd be the last thing that they they do do yeah. so yeah i really like this mm. but oh. i can see why they didn't put it on the album yeah i think it's quite classic of that time of that album i can see its similarities but yeah i can see why too, it, for me it's too yeah. close to norm it was, yeah, quite similar it's to that, It's very actually. similar to Norman. It's almost as if they, they'd they got both songs and didn't want it to sound the same. 
I get that. And honestly, it's been a long time since anything's come out, and it's you know twenty years since Meteor, so it make it's it's kind of like a good tie-in. I think it, they're not they've not just done it for the sake of it; they've kind of waited for that anniversary. Obviously, it's from those sessions anyway, so it all yeah. fits in and ties together, and they're not just trying it's not to just for the sake of something. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's got. Also got kind of halfway through the video on YouTube as well. Oh, so I didn't realise the video had been released. Yeah, there's an official video for it. I saw it was going to be released, but I thought it wasn't yet based on the time that they said it was going to be released. So I'll have a look at that after then. Yeah. So, well, it's an anime style video, mm. video, kind of combined with the band, but yeah. in in the sense that the band are almost like, you know, like the Aha like video. So it's kind of a bit like that sort of thing, an anime. Okay. Which uh, I guess is kind of... What they were doing around that time. Around that time. And saying so the only other thing that they could do, really, would be to like obviously Old piece footage. stuff together, yeah. which they kind of did with the One More Light video. Yeah. So they don't want to kind of redo that again. But yeah, I, I, I like it. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes number one on UK rock and metal. Yeah. And probably top 20 UK. Yeah. I, I would have thought it could easily do that, because they've still got mm. the... The following there to do. Oh, yeah, that. definitely. Yeah, we'll um, report back next week if we remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if the charts have been released, depending on what day we record. Right, it's time for our review. And this week it's the first album from Replica Jesus called Echoes from the Expanse. It is indeed one of our former recommendations from last year. They've now released their debut full-length album, and we're excited to tell you all about it. Yeah. Okay, let's get straight in then. So, track one, Everything Rocks. What do you think? Really good opener. I thought it was kind of quite groovy intro, quite slow and haunting, but then it's got kind of a fast bridge, and it kind of changes tempo a bit. And some really cool vocals, quite sludgy, grungy. Yeah, well, this is actually one of my favourites off the album. Okay. I really like this one, yeah. Uh, what you were saying about the vocals, they're really distorted. Mm. works really well in this. And yeah. it kind of, it's a theme through their stuff anyway. Yeah. And, yeah, I do really like this. And this would make a great single, actually. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so th- this is one of my favourites on there. It's really, really catchy, too. Yeah. Um, track two is Professional Liar, which was a single way back in 2020 that they released. Yeah, did we speak about this before? Not as a review, but I think we might have mentioned it when we did the recommendation. Yeah, and I remember liking it back then. And yeah, a little bit Rob Zombie-esque, this one. Yeah. And I think we saw this one live as well. Pretty sure we did, Mangata. Uh, Mangata, yeah. yeah. And I remember it being, that was kind of what Mm. got, I think that's what kind of got us into Replica Jesus. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. That was when we first came across them, wasn't it, back at Mangata? Uh, Yeah. Another great solid track. Track three is Headshot. Yeah, this was another single that we reviewed, I think, when we did the recommendation back in October. Yeah. Again, I thought this was another kind of groovy start to it, those distorted vocals kicking again. Really yeah. cool heavy bass line going through Yeah, it. I'd got that there was mm. really heavy bass through this. Yeah. And it's kind of like a onslaught of sort of like 70s heaviness combined with like stoner rock. Yeah, but then I thought kind of the breakdown in the middle was almost a bit punky as well. Okay. Yeah, there was hints of, I don't know, maybe some kind of Dead Kennedys, that kind yeah. of vibe going through, okay. where it does that little breakdown. I think it's about halfway through. Uh, track four, Fresh Flesh. This is one of my favourites. Yeah, it's one of mine too. Mm. Really, really good, this. 
Yeah. It had been bugging me for a few days what the chorus reminded me of. Hmm. And I think it's Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. There were some chords in it that reminded me a little bit, I think, of Blur. Oh. Well, I don't know. Oh, I didn't get that. The the first time I heard it, I thought it was a bit like Ugly Kid Joe Meets Therapy. Hmm. Lots of really good visceral vocals on it. But after listening back to it a few times, it's the it's the chorus bit and how it comes into it and the vocals over the top of it just all yeah. I could think was Billy Corgan. Okay. Yeah, I mean the blur bit I mentioned, I don't mean like the song as a whole, there's just yeah. one little bits where there's okay. some kind of isolated chords that remind me a bit of I think the song two chords. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, again it's really distraught uh, it's got some good vocals going through and some really strong drums coming through in it as well. Yeah. Track five, come back better. Yeah, this one's quite fast and punky at the intro. Yeah, I thought this was the fastest track so far. Mm. And yeah, again, more good distorted vocals, guitars. Yeah, some sludgy vocals, quite distorted, like you say. And then halfway, it really slows down, almost to a different song. Yeah. But I really like the way that it does that, because it flows through. Yeah, so there was, I can't remember who it was we were talking about, where it almost seemed, I think it was the Ghost song, where it seemed like two songs and it just Mm. didn't work for me. But yeah. this one, even though it's a difference in tempo, it actually works. It doesn't doesn't feel disjointed. Yeah, yeah, it goes really well. There's a really good guitar solo as well towards is it towards the end, I think. Yeah, and yeah, like in my notes, I probably kind of changes halfway through, but it works. Mm, yeah, Switchblade Eyes is track six. I thought this was quite creepy. It's got quite a slow <laughs> groove, bassy yeah. intro. Chorus I thought was quite grungy, but you're still getting that groovy bass throughout. And we've mentioned it in at least. A couple of the other songs, almost like a Rob Zombie kind of soundtrack yeah. feel to it. Well, weirdly, I've got creep in the opening, mm. and again, creepy guitar, and it feels like a movie kill scene. Yeah, <laughs> it almost kind of that. builds up and gets faster, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like it's building something. It, yeah, it is. It kind of keeps you on edge a little. Yeah, I, I do I like, like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Track seven, resolution. Uh, again, this is another one of my favourites. Uh, I think we've covered this before. Yeah, this has been a single. It's one of my favourites too. Yeah, really like this. Uh, won't get too much into it because we have spoken about it previously, but it is just a, any, anybody who's kind of made it this far in will absolutely love this song anyway. So mm. Yeah, definitely. It's got kind of the, I guess, classic replica Jesus sound of like yeah. cool, cool bass lines, catchy riff. Yeah. Yeah. Track eight, Lost Transmission. Again, like a really cool stoner sound to it. Uh, it sounds a little bit cleaner than some of I the other thought, tracks. Yeah, less distorted, particularly on kind of the vocals and some of the guitars as well. Yeah, and yeah, I thought it does give a chance to kind of showcase some of the great guitar playing that's going off in this mm. that and you I, maybe yeah. miss because of the distortion in some of the other tracks, but then you can really appreciate what they can do. Yeah, and I thought this has got the really strong drums coming through as well because of that you could really get those. And that got quite a creepy outro yeah. to it, which I like. And a really cool solo in the middle. Yeah. Last track then is Secondhand Crucifix. Yeah. Again, this has got a really cool slow ploddy intro. <laughs> technical term. <laughs> the technical term <laughs> I knew what ploddy. I meant. I knew what I meant. <laughs> and again, we've got that classic heavy bass line going through and there's some quite dirty, distorted chords. And yeah, another, I think it's a really good ending. Yeah. Similar kind of feel into that like a heavy bass running through it again more more good use of distorted vocals mm. and everything kind of seems turned up to to, to quote um spinal tap everything mm. seems turned up to 11 yeah. on this. you know from drums bass everything just goes through the roof for this last track yeah and 
I think what's, what I love about this album is it's like Replica Jesus know their sound. So there's a lot of new bands still trying to discover, almost from the first album, discovering what they want to do. Yeah. And it feels like they've got a very clear mindset on how they want to sound. Yeah. And what their sound is. And, and mm. yeah, they go for it and it's great. Yeah, they've got kind of a recipe, I guess. Yeah. Well, what works well, they know it works well, they can replicate it live, it comes across well and yeah, it Yeah, works. that's it. Yeah, again... Like we've seen them live, and they're—I mean, there's certain times I think they actually sound better live than they do on an mm, album. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, strongly recommend everybody gives this a listen because I think this is a great album. It is, and and for a debut as well. Yeah, it's a debut really album. Strong yeah, strong debut album. So yeah, it's nine tracks, just over forty minutes. Definitely worth spending the time giving it a listen. Out of ten. Ooh, I'm going to say eight. I was going to say eight as well. <laughs> We're agreed. Yes, and looking forward to hear some of this live again soon. Hopefully, yeah, I hope so. Mm. Main event this week then is the second part of what I think will be three of Love at First Fright. We did part one about a month ago, looking at bands we have loved from the beginning and their first album up to the year 2000. So this week we are looking at 2001 to 2010. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As before, bands we love from the start. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me because I only really picked out four bands so have i i feel like i was in a weird kind of limbo at that time yeah of not being on the ball with new bands perhaps maybe i don't know i do think i know the reason for it though go on then well up to kind of like where my new band sort of stopped Mm. i bought my first house and it would have been around the same time you bought your first house and so i'm wondering if yours follows a similar pattern to mine that i got to a point it's like well that's all i was focused on and not actually on music and seeing live bands I think it's a combination of that. I think the other thing as well, like the first years, where it went up to 2000, Yeah, I was kind of, I was at uni for the latter part of that, and the, well, the first part of this actually, but I used to buy Kerrang! every week and keep in touch with new bands through that. Yeah, I used, yeah, um, I did the same. And yeah, not necessarily the fact that I'd bought a house as such, but I was in a bit of a weird limbo. I didn't have any access to music channels. Because I'm really old-fashioned. I'm not sure I had the internet when I first moved in for a couple of years because it was... What? Did I? I don't know. I must have you done. You must have done. I must have had the actual internet. Dial-up. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Sky. I think I had the internet, but probably not Sky then. Okay. But obviously back in the day then you didn't have your smartphone, you didn't have everything at your fingertips, so it was like having to load up the laptop. Or, yeah, it wasn't as easy back in the day. So and, fi- and finding music used to be in a record shop, really. Yeah, which we've said before. Yeah. Although I have got a tale about how I did get one song in the olden days before Spotify. So okay. We'll get onto that in a minute. But yeah, it was a weird kind of limbo time. And obviously now we're more on it again, yeah. looking at new bands. And I think when we did go to festivals back then or gigs, I think we've said before, we weren't quite as interested in the support bands or we didn't look lower down the festival yeah. lineups or whatever. It was just, you knew who you knew and you knew what you liked and you stuck with it. Yeah, you pretty much did, yeah. And also emo was quite big, wasn't it, during this period? Yeah, I'm and not a fan of emo. Never really got into. So. Too old for it. <laughs> yeah. The, the bands that I don't mind from there, but I never loved them from the start in a big way. So Yeah. yeah. Let, let's crack on with the first band. Then. Let us begin then with mine, Papa Roach. Yeah, I've also got Papa Roach down. Yeah, from Infest, which was released in 2001. Just loved them from the start, really. Yeah, I did. It was a great album, but I've kind of stopped listening to them now, just because... I don't know. I feel like it's a history. I mean, it's kind of like mm. it was there 
and I got into it and then I'd you know and it's not the thing of oh they've done this they've done that it's I don't know it the love kind of you faded you've fade, grown apart yeah in a sense and it's just a, but it, that style of music isn't something I'd listen to that much now I know what you mean. Every now and again, I have a nostalgic moment and I will either go back and listen to him first or yeah. I think I bought the first three albums on CD or I'll go kind of the weird limbo bit in between I never really got into. The one they released last year I quite liked. I reviewed it, didn't I? I don't think yeah. you did. But yeah, every now and again, I will go back and dabble in them or I'll listen to the best of. Mm. Sounded a little bit mm. Alan Partridge there. <laughs> <laughs> he gets asked what his favourite uh, Beatles album oh, yeah. is and he, asks, and he says... <laughs> I would say the best of. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes if you just want to listen to a band with yeah, a full yeah, album, yeah. you just want to listen to the hits. A slice. Yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've seen them with you. Did you? Yeah, Leeds. Oh, I didn't... I can't remember. <laughs> you weren't there at the start, I think. Did you join me at the end? I, I joined about halfway through yeah. because I was watching somebody in one of the tents, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them at Ozfest in 2002 when they were... Yeah. Young and new. And then, yeah, went a whole... I'm sorry, I'm trying to count now. 12 years <laughs> before I saw them again at 20... Leeds 2014. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I came and joined you on the hill. Yeah, I remember that now. I got, a, well, adopted by a group of people being on me Todd to start yeah. with. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know how I've not seen them since. They just don't seem to have been on any download were, lineups no, recently. they were at download. You, didn't you watch them at download? No. It's where blind you did. No, they've not been the last since 2017. Really? Yeah, because I would have watched them if they were. Mm. Would not have missed them. Okay. Hopefully, this, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for this year. It's possible, mm. yeah. And I think they have done a couple of tours, but I've just not wanted to see them enough. Mm. But anyway, what you got next then? Uh, my next one is one that you're also going to have, mm-hmm. and it's the Murder Dolls. Yes, it is, which leads on to then Wednesday 13, I'm assuming. So kind of technically we've got five. Oh, yeah, I suppose we have, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. I'd not obviously... actually wrote Wednesday have down. You not? No, oh, I which did. is a bit of a silly mistake. A yeah. natural offshoot of that. Yeah, well, let's let's start with the Murder Dolls. Then. Yeah, Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls, released in two thousand and two. Yeah, and um, I think this is still one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah, I can listen to it all the time. I could listen to it any time. Yeah, any time of day, I pop that one on. And sadly, it's not a band I actually got to watch. You didn't, did you? No. So I've seen. I think I've seen pretty much everybody that was in the Murder Dolls. Probably. I think I would have done. You know, but in various They've had various different things. changes, haven't they? So, yeah, you might have. Done. In the original lineup, I think. I'd, uh, obviously, the big the big two names in there: Wednesday Thirteen and Joey Jordison. Yeah. Who obviously Joey and Slipknot Wednesday doing his own stuff, mm-hmm. and of course Frankenstein drag queen drag queens from the Planet Thirteen. Yes. That's a mouthful. Say, <laughs> so get your teeth in for that one. Yeah, uh, but it, it is a just a classic album, and I remember when they they also. Did a second album, didn't they? But it was it was a hell of a long time after. Yeah, it was 2010, which was... Oh, I've gone blank. What was it called? Uh, Women and Children Last. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that was a great album. It wasn't as good as Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls, but... No, it's still a good album. But it is still yeah. a good album, yeah. And I, I don't know where the hell my Murder Dolls t-shirt is either. Probably the same place as mine. <laughs> and the, the t-shirt designs were really cool as yeah. well. I really don't know, because I would not have given that away. Anyway, how I got into the Murder Dolls, just to give a little tale to this one. <laughs> Again, it's going to make me age me badly. Back in the day, I remember being at uni, and you had to go to certain areas, like, like in the library and different bits, to get onto yeah. the internet, because you didn't have internet in your flat. 
okay. or whatever. And I just remember nosing about looking at Slipknot and I was going through some, you know how you go down a wormhole, I was going down a Joey wormhole basically, which somehow led me to coming across that he'd started this other band yeah, called Murder Dolls with Wednesday 13. So I started looking into that and then I remember downloading Dead in Hollywood, which was the first single yeah. via, and I can't quite remember what this was called. Was it called Kazar or Kazam? Kazam. Yeah, was that it? It It had like lime green kind of colour into it. Yeah. And I remember downloading it when I got back home because I couldn't download anything at uni. And I'm sure it took about three days. Bearing in mind, this song's about three and a half minutes. Yeah. And I I don't know if I burned it onto then a CD, so I had a whole CD with just one song on or whatever, but that is how I first got into the murder dolls. I love it took you that long to do it, but you also had a CD burner. Yeah. Yeah, well, CD burners were were really expensive back in the day. Was it? Oh, it's built Mm. into the... Yeah. Yeah, but that's but, what I'm saying. But to have a, yeah, to have a CD writer, yeah. they were expensive back in the day. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I waited about three days for this song to download. <laughs> it was worth it. Then obviously when the album came out, I just bought it anyway. And I did see the Murder Dolls in their original format twice. I saw them at Rock City in 2002 mm-hmm. and again in 2003. Yeah, so good. They kind of disbanded before I got a chance to watch. Yes, they're both awesome. I might even have some really old fuzzy photos of those. Wow. Still got the tickets. You have to see yeah. if you can find them and we'll post those up. Yeah, I have got a collection of just really bad gig photos, probably taken with disposable <laughs> cameras, mostly featuring the backs of people's heads. Yeah. Yeah, I do kind of regret not going to see the Murder Dolls when they reformed back in 2010. Yeah, saying we should have should have done that. I don't know why I didn't. And then moving on to Wednesday 13, obviously he then went solo. Yep. With... Transylvania 90210, Songs of Death, one of, Dying and the Dead in 2005. Yeah, that is, one again, one of my favourite albums. Yeah. I could list that all, that and Fang Bang. Yeah, I can say Fang Bang was a classic as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And just to kind of put it into context, I, we've probably said it before, but we love Wednesday 13 that much. We've both got Wednesday 13 tattoos. Yeah, and I was trying to work out how many times we've seen him live, and I, th- I got to eight, <laughs> not including Murder Dolls. Yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah, that's not bad going. Sounds about right, doesn't I it? I think we've pretty much seen him on every tour that he's done. Yeah, there's been a couple. There's we been a couple been we've missed. Uh, I know there was one of the acoustic shows we didn't go to, and I think, yeah. We went to the last one, though, didn't we? Because it was the Bourbon Crow Wednesday yeah, double. Yeah, we went to that one, um, the acoustic and the little tales that he tells. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember the other one that we didn't go to. Around 20... No, we went... So I'm in 2013 can't think now off the top of my head but yeah there was one that we didn't do yeah let's see if we can get double figures we've actually got tickets for the next show so yeah so fingers crossed that all goes to plan and i guess we should just mention that the whole title of this little series that we're doing is named after he's named yeah after, well originally a frankenstein drag queen song yeah it was Love yeah at first fright so yeah that's where it all comes Tie, from. ties in nicely it does yeah even though we don't bring him in till episode two yeah <laughs> so yes my next one is kind of related to the previous in that it is stone sour yeah, so it's part Slipknot again. Yeah, obviously came across them by virtue of the fact it's Corey. It's Corey, yeah. <laughs> and I think, actually, Corey did the song for the Spider-Man soundtrack, he did. didn't he? And my brain's gone blank again. What was it called? Bother. Yeah. That was it. So, yeah, from that, and then I think that was featured on the first Stone Sour album. It was, yeah. Mm, which was the self-titled album in 2002. And I saw them in 2003. It was a double headliner with Murder Dolls. Mm. which was a pretty cool show, I have to say, but I haven't actually seen them since. I don't think they've done that much. I mean, they did the second album, didn't they? Yeah. Which had, was it Through the Glass on it? Yeah, the, the one, one with the video yeah. that... I can see, I'm looking at the video yeah. in my mind. 
I think, I think there has been at download, haven't they? But I've not seen them. Well, Corey Taylor's always at download. He's always at download. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah th- that's it. This is another one that I'm suffering from, where I've loved them from the start, but not actually seen them live. No. So, th- so this is kind of like the second band that I've done this with. You know, bought the album, really love everything on it. Right, thing doing, sing the theme doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, but never actually got to see them live. So, yeah. I mean, if they do something else, you know, I'm sure I'll. Find a way to go and watch them. Yeah. But. Have we done an episode on bands that we love but we've never seen? No. Or something snappier than that? Oh, there we go. There we go. Another note. episode. One for the future. Yeah. Uh, next one I've got is band we have seen live together. Mm-hmm. And it is 100 Reasons. Oh, okay. I've not noted them. Yeah. So I was in, I don't know if you were into them from the first album, which was Ideas of Our Station. I think I own it. Okay. But- I don't know if I was necessarily into it. Into it or retrospective, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was a huge fan of 100 Reasons. I still listen to this album all day. came out in 2002, and we saw them at, oh, it was Sonisphere. It was. 2016. 14. Is it 14? Yeah. Oh, yes, it was 14, yeah. Yeah, I saw them in 2014, and they were as good then as they ever have been. I actually remember watching... Uh, they they played this album in full. Yeah, it was kind of like it, a perfect dream for me. Actually, would it have been an anniversary? Yeah, it was. It was. It 13 was years. Two thousand and one. Did you say or two? Two thousand two. Not been twelve years then. Twelve years, but there was some. There was a reason they did. There was it, a reason they? they did. They played yeah. it in full, but mm. yeah, they got kind of like three or four songs in, and somebody shouted out. It was either if I could, or it might have been after that because if I could was the big. Single yeah. off it that everybody knows. It was either that or Shine. Mm. And some, some drunk guy just shouting out, play this, play this. To which the response from the band was, we're playing the album in full dickhead. Yeah. Of course we're going to play that one. <laughs> and uh, it was absolutely hilarious because this, this guy was really clear and you could hear him scream it. And then just to get that response back, we're going to play it dickhead, it's the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am a big fan of 100 Reasons. And again, kind of looking back through bands... And kind of just reminiscing about who I used to listen to, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, my last one then is Alter Bridge. Oh okay, I was into Alter Bridge from the first album. Are you not? No, I don't think so. Okay, this is a word of mouth one for me because someone at work recommended them to me. Yeah, and I think I think you'll like them. Actually, on a trip from the on the way home from a trip to the space centre for work in Leicester. <laughs> I Why I remember that particular detail, I don't know, but yeah. They said, oh, I think you'll really like them. So I did give them a listen, and I did like them. Mm, so yeah, interesting. That was One Day Remains, which was released in 2004. Oh. And yeah, still like that album. Obviously still love Metalingus. Yeah, that, that, is, a, a that is a classic. Absolute yeah. classic. Yeah, I'm more into Walter Bridge now than I used to be. Yeah. I kind of dip in and out of them. Like a lot of bands, you kind of almost forget about them, and then you remember them. And Yeah, I think I was probably a couple yeah. of albums deep before I really got into them. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a decent, decent band. Always yeah. a download as well. Although I've only seen them once in 2017. Miles Kennedy is always a download. My, yeah, sorry, Miles is always I a download. I think I've seen yeah. Miles probably twice before I actually saw Alter Bridge. Yeah, I, I can't remember the amount of times I've seen yeah, Miles. Yeah, a lot. But yeah, I would actually love to see them in the format of Alter Bridge again. Hopefully. Yeah. Because they did tour recently, didn't they? But I'm sure it was on a school night and we just... I think we had some, <laughs> did we have something the same day as well or the day after, I think? 
I think there was something there was, the day There was after. a reason yeah. we didn't go. But yeah, hopefully again soon. Because I really love the most recent album, which we reviewed a few months ago now. Uh, the next, Well, the final one I've got from 2003. I'm not sure if you're going to like this band. Hmm. Zwan. Oh, um, I, I had that album. I had it too. I hadn't got beef with Billy back then. <laughs> no, you hadn't. Yeah, it was before It was before the Billy incident. Yeah. Was that uh, Mary Star of the Sea? Yeah. Yeah. Assumedly that it was the first album. Uh, yeah, kind of. They they did an album that was released online only. Mm. And basically, I think it was kind of given away for free. And I think that's where I got into them. But then their first proper album was Mary Star of the Sea. Right, okay. Uh, as in, that, that was one you could buy from the shops. And again, it's, it's a great, how we spoke about Audio Slave being a mm. real supergroup. That's yeah. what this was. Because you got Billy Corgan on Jimmy Chamberlain and... Paz. Yes. From Perfect Circle. So, yeah, I mean, so it's only one album, and it was kind of like, it was, imagine Pumpkins Do Pop. Yeah, it was quite popular, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember. I've not listened to it for probably nearly 20 years. Yeah. It it was a lot lighter than some of the dark, a lot of the dark Mm. pumpkin stuff. Yeah. Wasn't quite as heavy either. But yeah, it was was a great album. And it's a shame they never really did more. But I suppose, I don't know, Billy being Billy, you know. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Still got beef with Billy. Yeah, not Billy Bear. <laughs> not Billy Bear. Yeah. Similar face though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll never look at Billy Bear the same again. No. Finally, as always, then we've got our ready to wash recommendation, and this week it is the Dead Demons. Yeah, so they're a four-piece from Doncaster. Got a real kind of classic rock meets heavy, like old school mm-hmm. metal sound. Really clean sort of uh, classic guitar, good drums, clean vocals. And I've, I actually think they'd be a really good kind of band to have at Stone Dead as well. Actually. I was thinking the same, actually. I can imagine these guys opening Stone Dead also. Yeah, they, they'd be really good there. Mm. They have just won the first heat of the Nottingham Metal to the Masses this year. So they're on to the semi-final. So we obviously wish them lots of luck with that. They've got a few live dates coming up over the next couple of months, including the Night Train in Bradford on the 24th of February. They're going to be supporting Fury at that one. They're going to be at Heaven and Hell Fest at the Bridge Hive in Rotherham. 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 <laughs> Rotherham on the 16th of April. And they're also playing at Bradstock, which I love the name of. That is also at the Night Train in Bradford. That's a full day festival on the 29th of April. Loads of other cool bands are going to be at that one. It's headlined by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Oh, so, I've not heard of that one. No, I hadn't till I saw it on there. So yeah, that looks like a really cool day out, that one. So definitely go check them out. They may have other dates coming up, so go and look them up on social media if you want to see where they're going to be playing. But highly recommend if you're into just classic heavy metal, give them a listen and go and see where they're playing. Right, that's it for another episode. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to give us a review everywhere, whatever platform you're listening to, I suppose. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Ready to Moshcast, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Make it stop, Moog.